Welcome to Parents on Pictures podcast. I'm Andy. I'm Matt. I'm Sam. And every week we review a film from a popular streaming platform, Amazon uh, Prime, Netflix, Disney Plus, and uh, we put it through its paces. We decide whether or not you should spend your valuable time watching this film. Uh, This week we have Sam. We are going to watch the latest offering from Disney Pixar, uh, Luca. Sorry, we're going to review, I should say, um, and uh, give you a bit of a synopsis on the Italian Riviera. An unlikely but strong friendship grows between a human being and a sea monster disguised as a human. Brilliant. Right. So I'm going to start with the trailer. I don't know about you guys, um, but for me, this was a bit of a surprise watch. I watched this one completely by accident. Um, I'd logged into uh, Disney Plus uh, to watch uh, Raya. Um, and I watched Raya with my daughter and my daughter had fallen asleep. And on, as Raya finished, it came up with Luca and it played the trailer. And I was really, really keen to watch it straight from watching the trailer on, on Disney Plus. Did, did you guys know anything about this film before you went into it? I, I, I didn't. I, um, all I knew was that it was slated to kind of, it was, you know, set as kind of a, a release coming up on Disney Plus. And whenever I see that there's a new movie coming out, I always think, right, that's going to be a pizza night with Amelie. We'll make a bit of a thing of it and we'll enjoy it together. I had seen some very brief trailers, but I, all I went in knowing that it's Disney, it's, it's Disney Pixar. Therefore, the likelihood of it being high quality is is pretty high. Yeah, I I, I I'm one for avoiding trailers. They 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 put my back up a little bit. So I I every every time I saw an image on Disney Plus, I skipped on pretty quickly. But I I knew it was coming out, and um, yeah, like 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 Sam said, you know, Disney Pixar, it, it's surely it's going to lose some class. Okay, so what do you make of the? Let's start with the the story shall we the you know this the concept of the story what do you make of that i um i think it's probably it, it's certainly not necessarily a, a original uh story but um the thing that i kept on it sounds really like damning with faint praise but it's it's a really it's a really nice tale in the sense that it's got a lot of heart to it um, I felt, I felt like I kept on almost wanting to be cynical and wanting things to be more kind of real world, and they were in a sense. But actually, the, the you know the the plot of this of I think that synopsis is doesn't is maybe trying to be a little bit um, what's the word uh, trying not to give things away that you find out in maybe the first ten minutes of the film um, <laughs> that the story is about two sea monsters. They are both sea monsters who are masquerading as humans, but. They're, they are, you know, enjoying life um, and doing, you know, what supposedly they shouldn't be doing because it's too dangerous. Um, and um, and there's a lot of just a lot of innocence um, in in the story. And I guess that's a, a big part of it is the them coming up against the real world. Um, but even within that, I um, I found it to be kind of quite, you know, as Disney Pixar often is, quite heartwarming. I I love the story. I thought the story was really, like you say, it was really predictable. It was, you know, I've seen this story done a hundred times, but I thought it was done really well. 
Um, and I think heartwarming is the term you used a minute ago. And I think it is that from start to finish, this film is heartwarming. It, this is a, an excellent um, family film that you can safely watch with all your children. And, but I think as an adult, I really enjoyed it too. And I've, since I've watched this for the first time, I think I've seen this film maybe 20 times now. My daughter is obsessed with it, but I'm not bored of it yet. I really like it. And every time I watch it, I kind of pick out a different, different bits and pieces that happen in amongst the story and stuff. And I think it's really, it's a really interesting take on a, on a, an old story. Well, I, I, I feel a bit different about it actually. I, I was, I was a bit disappointed that, that the, the story didn't have a bit more depth. Um, like you say, Sam, they can't get, go into detail too much in the synopsis because otherwise you you know that you know the, the story it's a very very simple story and you know i i think what makes disney pixar films so special usually is the fact that they are are designed for the whole family in mind and and i felt this one um i had to dumb down my expectations and um and and really enjoy it for perhaps this is just a, a kid's film um Right, yeah. I, I did. I did enjoy it, but the um, the 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 level of of depth of characters that are usually there in the in the in the Disney Pixar films, the 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 dialogue always feels always feels great, and the and, and the story just pulls you along into these magical worlds, and didn't really feel that within in this film. Um, I I have to disagree with you on that. I think um, Alberto, I think there is so much depth to him in terms of, you know, having been on this island for that time on his own and stuff. I really, I don't know, I've, I felt like there was mm. so much going on there. I really, I really liked the characters. Um, yeah, I, I, I would agree. Sorry, Matt, I'm going to go with, I'm going to side with Andy. Um, <laughs> no, well, it's, it's good to have a different opinion, certainly. Um, um, no, I, 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 again, I did, I personally, I did see depth again, as you said, the, I felt like, like you said, Alberto's character, that the, the, the lack of a, a kind of a role model or a, a, a father figure um, uh, and, and the way that it sort of played off so so kind of brushly you know kind of it's just those little nods to it earlier on in the story and um and Luca as well just this kind of um I found it very bittersweet the way that he was sort of experiencing this world and having to kind of make these decisions about you know having exploring his own life at, at the risk of going away from what his parents wanted for him and then as it goes further on having to then make the decision about what is he is he going to do what he wants or is it going to be what his best friend uh wants um so yeah i i would certainly fall in the camp that i did i did see those levels within within the uh within the story an example then at the end of the film and kind of how much i bought into these characters so you know warning here spoiler alert at the end of the film, when Luca goes off on the train um, and leaves Alberto behind, I'm genuinely like, I can't watch it without feeling really sad. And like, mm. I really did buy into those characters well, and really I, just love them. I don't want you to 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 think I'm cold hearted. You know that that point there. Um, yeah, I I was I was inve I was invested, but not um, not as 
my adult brain i th- i think i think a lot of the comedy um especially was 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 missing for the adults and we had to really had to tune into the to to my inner child i guess to to, to try and force a laugh if i'm perfectly honest with my kids or if i watch something like the incredibles the toy story um you know um i i, I understand what you're saying yeah fully understand what you're saying there i think that with this is a children's film um which is there isn't the same level of um adult humor adult humor in this at all there aren't any double entendres or anything like that that you you know it is it's very very straightforward but mm-hmm. then i found that to be really nice i thought it was a really just, yeah no, everything I- about it was lovely and I, I had to say, in terms of sort of the, the humour of it, I found that the kind of some of the slapstick nature of it, and, and a lot of animated films do go for that, um, some of them better than others, I think. But I found that the the way that this film was animated with that kind of more simplistic approach to humour, yet people falling over, people getting slapped in the face or whatever, um, I actually, I, I really found that endearing. I found that even for, you know, a big studio picture um that again not necessarily doing anything unusual special or new but just the way that some of the characters moved almost like there was this very much kind of like staccato sort of like very you know kind of um and and maybe again maybe that's drawing on uh preconceptions i've got of how italian people act i don't know maybe they're they're playing into that but um yeah uh, just the whole thing about stupido you know all that yeah um i i i I like that again i i i get what you're saying matt there's 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 maybe other films within the back catalog that have maybe other levels of 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 humor within there um that said uh the cat machiavelli Mm -hmm. um I thought was hilarious personally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he he, uh, he really tickled me, um, the cat. But yeah, <laughs> the, the, the the villain in the film, um, uh, the 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 guy with the sweatshirt. I can't remember his name, but he um, he um, he felt like he he could have been from an episode of of a CBeebies show. Uh, you know, he he it, it was. My children loved it. And I just felt like that, that. I didn't because I was sitting down for a P- Disney Pixar film. I was expecting it to to connect on a different on a different kind of level rather than just a, a, a children's like film. And I think that he threw me a little bit. He wasn't really bad, was he? I mean, he was like he was. Excuse my French here. A bit of a dick, but he wasn't really bad. He was just like an arrogant so and so yeah um whereas i do agree they probably could have made him mm. but darker i i mean i mean it's pretty dark in the end when he's obviously threatening to sort of kill him with a spear um but, but um brief isn't it but, yeah true but then i i did read somewhere that um apparently uh i don't know whether it was a a specific decision or maybe just something that people are noticing that apparently there's been a critique of Disney and Disney Pixar using too many kind of villain twists um, where you've got your, your Prince Hans who is like, Oh, is he good? Oh no, he's bad. (laughs) Um, And so maybe with this again, it plays into the things being kind of pretty much as they are from the very 
early part of the film, we know that this guy is the villain. Uh, initially, he's more of a kind of a bully, and then he becomes the you know the epitome of the the you know the the town's uh, kind of hatred of these sea monsters. Um, so uh, there there was part of me that again I would probably agree with that kind of um, uh, that feeling that maybe that whole kind of villain twist is is a bit overused um, in some films. Um, I again. Uh, you you know exactly what his his role is in the film. He doesn't have any character development. He's just there to be the bully and to uh, to be the antagonist. Um, but uh, personally, I, I didn't have an issue with that. Um, interestingly, uh, so this had two. I'm, I'm not claiming to know this from anything other than having researched it for the podcast. Um, it was written by um, two people, one of whom um was the co-writer on soul um yeah. so i thought it was quite interesting because i wouldn't this doesn't this for me is is worlds apart from soul mm. um you know this the story of soul is very very i would say i think quite grown up whereas this this story of luca is is very very child friendly um mm. different ends of the pick disney pixar not a Pixar, Disney Pixar uh, spectrum. Yeah, and I'd almost say that this story has, it's more of kind of like a fantasy, almost like a sort of magical realism uh, sort of feeling to it um, in comparison to something like Soul, which although the concept of it is very kind of ethereal, it almost feels more real world because it has that kind of interplay with the new york setting and things like that so interesting to see that the same writer has been involved in both of those stories obviously we we had sort of a split i think a split opinion on on soul um uh, uh, um and uh so it's interesting to it's really interesting to uh, I, again i know we joked about the fact that i i'm not a big fan of cars that will always be that franchise will be my lowest of the low and the disney pixar list um and then other people are like no it's good me and my kids love watching it and um and it's funny isn't it that you can watch one of these films and think oh everyone's going to love this and actually even though it's high quality that doesn't mean that everyone's going to connect with it in the same way which i think is interesting do you think this film would have had a cinema release um, if cinemas and were fully open and, and people were going to the cinema? Because they've had a very they've had a few films um, out recently. I think it was intended to. Yeah. Um, I I think probably when this was kind of first pitched, it was going to go into cinemas. Um, doesn't feel like a cinema film, but I wonder if that's just I, because I, I did think about this. Um, I haven't been to the cinema for two years, two and a half years, um, and I'm just I wonder if I've just kind of lost the kind of concept of what goes into cinema because I'm so used to watching things now on the streaming platforms. Actually. Um, do you know what? I'm just forget everything I've just said. I'm reading right here. Luca was originally set to be theatrically released in the United States. <laughs> yeah, okay. It just, for, for me, it felt like a, a straight to straight to streaming service kind of um, not a half baked idea because it is a very realised um, movie. You know, it doesn't. There's no. Uh, 
there's no faults with what it what it is you know it, it is what it is but if it does feel like a perhaps a, a watered down for kids straight to straight to tv kind of thing have you watched any of the shorts on disney plus because yeah, not... we we always we we always now have to watch a short before we watch a movie it's mm. like a, a rule and then we gotta go and find find a good one to watch so yeah i've been through a lot of them yeah that's great because this feel, felt to me i love the shorts i think they're really it's just you know five minutes of just gorgeous animation and storytelling and they're really fabulous um and this to me felt like an extended short i know it's an hour and a half you know it's a, it's a it's a film it's a feature length but it kind of had that same i had that same feeling when i was watching it you know i'm you know in case you hadn't guessed already i loved this film i really thought it was brilliant and as I was watching it, I got that same kind of warmth. There's, I can't remember what it's called. There's one about volcanoes that sing to one another. Oh, lava, yeah. Oh, right. Every oh. time I watch that, my heart melts. I love it. And so, is it right? But this, for me, watching mm. Luca had that same kind of, I felt that same kind of warmth from it. I just I think I really loved it. The, the one that gets me is, I think it's called, I can't, I'm going to pronounce it wrong, but it's the one where the woman makes her son in, out of a, oh, a dumpling. Bow, 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 something like that. Bower or something like that, yeah. yeah. And um, that that always gets me. The end really, of that one, every yeah. time I watch it, makes me laugh so much. Yeah. it's uh, Interestingly, though, I read, um, I read somewhere that apparently this movie did cause a bit of an upset, like internally with the Disney Pixar staff, because... They um, they felt that releasing it straight onto Disney Plus just as part of the normal subscription um, devalued the film yeah. because they could they I think the feeling was that they understood why they did it with Soul because we were very much like in the midst of kind of lockdowns and pandemic and everything and so therefore mm-hmm. you know put that out um, then Raya and the Last Dragon came out as a premium movie. Um, so obviously that was pushed and, you know, clearly was, you know, it gives you that feeling that this was going to be a cinema release. Mm-hmm. Um, Raya and the Last Dragon is another subject that we could cover at some point. Um, uh, and then cool. Luca right. comes out straight onto onto streaming and um, and then people feel like, oh, so is it is it not as good? Do you not believe in it as much as you believed in those other movies? Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um. I did notice, though, it, um, and I don't know if this is just a particular post and there's some conflicting kind of marketing messages from um, Disney at the moment, but um, it was Disney, pl- it, on, on the post, so it was Disney Plus and Pixar. Now, you, you know, that, that made me think that, it, there's, that is, is there a, a Disney Plus filmmaking studio that, that are making TV and, and films and, and there's a... The, the the Disney that are doing your right rares and your, your mm. things like that, um, because it 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 felt very much a a different kind of Pixar film. It's not it's not their usual kind of movie, and and mm. I, I, it felt like there was some some different process going on there. Well, I I think that's the beauty of 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 Disney Pixar is that um, actually when you look through the back catalogue. Because like, I remember when they brought out Brave, and I thought to myself, that, "That's not a, that's not a Pixar movie, though, is it? That's a that's just a normal Disney movie." Um, but mm. it's not. And I think what I like about what they do is that actually, like tonally and in terms of themes and subject, 
the, they are so different. You may get a run of them that are quite similar, but actually when you look at it, they're, the movies that they do are, are quite, uh, quite different. Um, so for me, this didn't seem too much of a departure from the fact that they can do all sorts of different things. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, Frozen and, and Moana and Zootropolis. They're not Pixar films, are they? They're they're mm. they're just they're just Disney. And yeah, it, it feel, I think I think it feels like these these lines are blurring uh, mm. for myself anyway. When I sit down for a, a, a Pixar movie, um, it's a good point. Like yeah, a, um, yeah, it's hard to it, it for me. Like when I don't know, let's say when Toy Story came out. It was Pixar is computer animated and Disney is, you know, hand drawn or, you know, that, that kind of animation. Well, that um, is and, what it used to be, isn't it? Yeah. That's... And, and, and it's moved away from that. And, and there's almost, I guess they must have, a, they, they, they will have a different, you know, set of people that are involved, you know, clearly um, being different sort of studios. Um, but to your point, Matt, should there be, something kind of thematically that that sort of separates them um yeah i don't know it's interesting no, I, i'm not saying there should be but I, i've always mm. felt there has been and i felt this is the the first first one perhaps where it the name pixar means something a little bit different um for me this is a straight straight up kidsville um where whereas pixar movies were for me anyway a movie that people of all ages could enjoy on different levels. Hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I can see that. And I, I do think this film is on, there is only really one level of this film. It's not, um, I, do you know, actually I read a thing about, and <clears throat> I can't remember what it was. I'm going to say it was on Buzzfeed or something stupid like that. Um, but there were people who were making a connection between um Luca and Alberto and the LBGTQ plus um, kind of movement and about how these two boys who were hiding their sexuality from people and this, that and the other. And for me, I just, you were talking about those levels. I just don't think this film is that deep. I don't, and I don't think that's a bad thing. And, you know, some films we've Mm. watched that are very two dimensional and you go, this is, you know, I'm I'm Mm. not doing this. But actually I think this film kind of thrives on the fact that it's not too deep. It is a really beautiful film, but I, I don't know. I feel like people are putting something that are forcing something that isn't there onto it in, in that sense. Yeah, I, I'd be inclined to agree. I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm, I guess, you know, when you think about the themes and what the characters are experiencing, then 100% you can bring your own experience to that. And um, uh, certainly, I think I could imagine someone maybe who is, uh, you know, struggling with identity or something like that would would see themselves in those characters. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I don't think that's the agenda. I think it's just a story about a friendship between, you know, uh, two uh, boys, and it doesn't have to be anything, um, you know, other yeah, other than that and, and what you bring to it. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. What did you guys think of the um, the the voice acting? Because uh, as far as I can tell, the, the two main uh, actors, Jacob Tremblay and Jack Dylan Grazer, I don't think I've they've they've not been in, in anything that I recognise them from. Um, so I wonder what your thoughts were. 
I, I thought they were the fantastic. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. brilliant. I, I thought... <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Sam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I, 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 uh, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement. I, um, I did, I, I, I really bought into the both of them kind of playing off each other. I like the fact that they did have just even just kind of audibly like the Luca Jacob Tremblay, his seemed that his his voice was just that kind of a little bit more kind of pure, bit kind of. Um, younger sounding i don't know what the age difference was and and the jack dylan grazer sort of a little bit of swagger that he had but that kind of that classic thing of you know he's he's putting on a bit of this bravado um to cover up you know his weakness and his vulnerability mm-hmm. um and i thought that came across um uh, uh really nicely um and um the emma berman who played uh, juliana um her character reminded me and her kind of playing that character really reminded me of literally the opening couple of minutes of up when you hear um oh, i can't remember the um i, I can't remember the guy's uh, wife's name i want to say it's jenny but i could be wrong i'm thinking probably thinking of forrest gump there anyway um it, her character just reminded me of that character which then also then hit me in the feels because i'm like don't make me don't make me think of the start of up I um I can't you know I've got to be in a real positive place to kind of deal with that. Um, I, th- I yeah. thought all the voice acting was really good. Um, I, and again, I especially liked um, uh, is it Julia? How do you say the girl's name? Uh, Julieta. Julia, Julieta, something like that. Yeah. Um, her dad. Oh, Julia. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just for me, I thought he was brilliant, and you know, they did so well on. Because the animation on this, I think, is really nice too. It's really quite basic. It's not um, so. When we talk about Mitchell and the, the Mitchells and the Machines, um, we were talking about how kind of complex that was into lots of different styles of animation. This is really, I think, a really beautiful but very simple form of animation. You kind of mm. put one style in there, but the use of facial expressions on the dad was just brilliant. He spoke so much by saying so little um i loved it i thought that was he literally does like doesn't even have any eyes he's just got (laughs) eyebrows it's just basically facial hair (laughs) at one point he lifts his massive eyebrows and he sees tiny little eyes oh and see the again and i'm going back to the cat but again the cat with the tidy mustache Mm -hmm. and then there's so many moments where the cat just appears slowly kind of looking at the boys oh it just made me chuckle every time yeah um but i i think i mentioned earlier there's a really interesting crossover and I think it really shows in particularly in the, the way that the dad is drawn and, and the character there, that this film was very much in, inspired by um, Studio uh, Ghibli. Sorry, Andy, for that. Well, but t- um, tell me more because um, yeah. kind of, you kind of alluded to this before we started, started recording and um, get, help me out here. I don't yes. see it at all. Well, the 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 it maybe it's it's less of a kind of like oh, and here's the reference to this movie, and there is one very clear reference, which is the town is called Porto Rosso, and there is a um a, a Studio Ghibli film called uh, Porco Rosso about a pig that flies a biplane, um, and I think may well be set in in sort of an Italian, and I think they they were yeah. kind of like. I think they wanted to call a character that, but then they decided that was too far. Let's call the town. Let's make it the town a reference there. Um, and 
but I think apart from that, it's more subtle. I think it's more about the uh, the animation style, the fact that it's this um, uh, kind of uh, town on the seafront. There's a lot of that within Studio Ghibli films. Um, sorry, I keep interchangeably pronouncing the um, uh, Ghibli Ghibli, but anyway. Um, and the again, it's a little thing, but when you watch in the tr in the credits, the little animation, the little um, still uh, scenes at the very end, that is just pure kind of. I wouldn't say it's ripping off; it's paying hom um, homage to um, uh, to that kind of style of animation. Um, and well, yeah. and even 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 the, uh, the the slightly within the story, there, there's a kind of. Um, a Little Mermaid kind of um, vibe, which is also uh, the Ponyo, um, the movie Ponyo by Studio Ghibli. And I, I thought the 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 mum, um, brilliant character, but she looked very much like um, Ponyo in the, in the small form that it turns into uh, once it's been out of the water for a while. Um, so yeah, there's all the, you're right. There's all these little visual cues and the, and the, and, mm. and the child's name. Yeah, I, I, and it's not surprising, really. Uh, the more and more um, that that Ghibli is becoming, in, well, um, China is becoming involved with Disney. Uh, there's lots of lots of references recently to, to Chinese uh, movies. Mm. Well, I think you, uh, personally, I found it. You know, sometimes when you see these things, when people try to sort of, I don't know, pay homage to other kind of uh i guess other cultures and and it can come across a little bit uh kind of hard to do it just feels a little bit um i don't know uh, on the nose uh, for me uh, again it was something that i kind of felt that it was done quite lovingly they clearly had a, a passion for those films but obviously not overdone because it wouldn't um put off someone like Andy should we say um <laughs> yeah you know, I, I would never have had any idea and so actually when like you said a minute ago the idea of it not being on the nose they clearly it clearly worked here because um you know I just as someone who doesn't really look at the well, I say doesn't really doesn't at all look at the kind of studio ghibli ghibli um <laughs> world I don't you know I would never ever have even noticed or you mm. know never even had a sniff that there was anything that they were paying homage to anything at that point. Going back to some of the voice acting, um, I, I really enjoyed, and it's it's quite quite uncommon to be honest in kids' films where they um, they chuck some some local um, kind of language in um, mm. the, the the odd Italian word or phrase. Um, I did wonder whether they were actually true phrases that were coming out. It was, but it definitely it definitely had a bit of a comedy value and my my, my kids yeah haven't experienced this in, in film and tv before really um my daughter's face was was she's quite confused when like, what did they say mm -hmm. i had to explain mm. you know this, this is a t this is they're speaking italian here and i thought they did that really well um mm. so i really liked that and i thought it was done well without being offensive in any yeah. way they weren't there, there was no mockery of them being italian at all um it was you know they weren't playing on uh, i was gonna say they're not playing on stereotypes they did somewhat play on stereotypes um but actually i thought it was done very well my three-year-old did exactly the same thing what what are they saying <laughs> you just said, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> i think i can't remember I, i'm gonna get it i'm gonna get it wrong um i'm trying to work out what the name of the uh, the villain 
character was. Um, I think it was Lorenzo, but I could be completely making that up there. Um, but I think apparently, apparently, if you listen, whenever he's insulting. Uh, uh, when it, whenever you, he's insulting his his two lackeys, he refers to them as different type, different types of pasta. Um, so <laughs> there's a yeah. There, there was quite a few cheeses checked around at one. Oh, point maybe that, that maybe it was cheeses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah maybe that's yeah. So yeah, they've obviously gone gone for that. Yeah. No, I um I don't think I I kind of picked up on it. I don't think my daughter really. I think she just thought it was funny because uh, yeah yeah. Um, Maybe that's your other level that you're looking for in the film, Matt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the language. Yeah. <laughs> Just wants to get a bit of culture in there. Yeah. Again, I did. Uh, there was the, the little subplot of the parents trying to discover which, which one of the children was theirs because they've never seen him as a human by dunking them all in the water and stuff. That and again, was, I thought was really funny. That bit where they're in the kind of the town square and they're mm. kind of trying to test the children. I thought that was really brilliant. Yeah. I really enjoyed as well the interplay between the dad and the mum. Like, because yeah. often you'll get just like, I, I do think, you know, sometimes just the, the idiot dad is is hilarious. Um, I always go back. This is a, a bit of a tenuous link. But if you guys have watched Stranger Things, as I think he's called Ted, who's the dad. And he's just like, what do I do? Just doesn't know what he's getting wrong or whatever. But anyway, I really like the the kind of like how the dad and the mum, the dad's just like, yeah, I don't know what to do. I don't know what's going on. I'm messing this up. And she's like, come on, let's get this. Let's work on this together or whatever. It wasn't like she wasn't just having a go at him or whatever. They were, yeah, just they seem to uh, work together quite nicely, which is nice to see. Um, it's not always that you see, uh, I don't know, some function within the dysfunction in the uh, in the parents. They reminded me of a kind of uh, 1980s Jewish parents from some kind of teen comedy or something. Um, you know, quite stereotypical, but just very funny and, and a beautiful relationship. Did Have you watched the film past the credits? Yes. Yes. So you get to the end. So Matt, if you didn't, you missed out, right? So um, do you remember the part in the film where uh lucas his uncle uncle comes he's from the like he's one of those anglerfish the one with the like light and thing and he comes up and he speaks really funny played by sasha baron cohen um and at the end of the credits he does this like monologue to the camera <laughs> it's very funny it's just it's so silly um yeah. i thought yeah. that was quite funny i also did enjoy the silliness of the goat fish and herding the goat fish and stuff again just just a silly bit of a bit of humor there oh and and i tell you what and i i watched the movie again and then i listened to the score afterwards because i i really enjoyed the score to this movie you know Um, as as we started playing the podcast i was like what can i what can i say about the music I don't remember any of the music from this film at all. <laughs> no, no, I don't remember oh. one note. No. See, for me, I don't know. It, um, there was there's kind of a theme that goes throughout it, and it reminded me a little bit of a there's a a, a, a theme in the original in the soundtrack to Onward as well. And again, I'm probably well, I wouldn't say reading too much into this. This is just my interpretation. Whatever it is that the, I I don't know what's going on musically. I'm not that, you know, don't have that kind. But for me, it just really 
gave me that feeling of sort of the the kind of the innocence of the story um and it really it really stuck with me um so yeah it's for me um it was um it was a really good original score and but then i also enjoyed the little bits of kind of um uh the, you know the songs and things that were interspersed as well um i thought they really kind of built up the the, the with the the setting and everything yeah the the uh the beginning of the movie um i felt was 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 quite odd the placement of that um the scene where the, it was very uh, dark and the, the two fishermen mm. on on board um it felt uh, if i remember rightly that was the the opening scene of the movie yeah and to me it felt when it just felt a little bit odd that that we hadn't yeah. been introduced to them characters first it didn't um, I think it was just to establish the sea monster part, wasn't it? Yeah, it just mm. felt, it felt an odd, on reflection. It just felt like an odd, odd place to start an, uh, a a movie like that. Because um, where I thought they were heading with that was because um, obviously the boat rocks, the human objects fall into the sea, and I thought we were going to see that Luca was kind of collecting this like mass of um stuff that had fallen into the sea and stuff and he was really intrigued about mm. these other people but didn't really know much about them and it didn't go down that route and i was a bit like oh okay um which again yeah. would would tap into sort of a a little mermaid kind of um yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a sort of theme as well um i mean and and again we we kind of subvert that because it's not him that's collecting them it's the um it's it's alberto mm -hmm. um who's got his little home on the island um and um yeah the that the sequence of them getting to know each other and misunderstanding what a vesper is and mm -hmm. what it does not that's uh, i i i enjoyed that um but it, when i watched it again for the second time again we were talking about that final scene um but it it, it did really hit me when he says about you know you you got me off the island um and um i, I hadn't really kind of picked up as much about how um the uh uh he alberto was was trapped on on the island um uh in in a, in a certain sense um but yeah i i, I kind of i i felt that the the initial scene was just that establishing this is um uh, this is what people think of sea monsters, and then early on you get this, the the sea monsters, no, no, land monsters, and um, and we and we see that they're both as afraid of each other as as you know as one of the other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to be. I haven't got a whole lot else to say about it. In all honesty, um, I think probably everyone's guessing where this is headed for me right now. <laughs> yeah, the only. It's more of a. This is more of a just a comment. It's probably not going to be a big discussion point, but um, I really liked the color in the movie and how vibrant it um it was. It it struck me as um that tip that real that real kind of feel of when you go uh, abroad or when you go somewhere um, on holiday and you go somewhere that's so picturesque. You just think people live here and they just don't see this as amazing mm. this is just life for them yeah. and it gave me that kind of that kind of feeling um, i've never been to the italian riviera but <laughs> how it appears <laughs> in luca is exactly how i imagine it is in your life take me yeah. there yeah yeah, yeah, for sure. yeah. definitely yeah. absolutely right then well andy 
Well, yeah, well, I'll go first. Where you're landing, yeah. <laughs> I think this this is one of the best films I've seen in a really long time. I I love this a hundred times more than I thought I would. Um, I thought I would enjoy it, but I really, really love it. Um, it is probably my favourite film at the moment. Um, I have watched it one and a half times today. I watched it twice yesterday. <laughs> my daughter is obsessed with it, but I am equally. I think it's a really, really smart film. I think it's great. You can sit down with your family. Um, and like Matt has said, there, there isn't the, the adult level and stuff, but I don't think it needs it. I think if you're happy to go into a children's film and just feel warmed by a beautiful story this is it it's really it's a gorgeous film i'll go next so um sam you'll probably be pleased to know that that cars is also my my worst disney pixar movie <laughs> um followed by planes but then unfortunately this this pokes itself right into the bottom as well not not below cars but it, it's it's one of the um I, one of my worst disney pixar films um now, I'm not saying that this is a bad film by any stretch of the imagination. It's just my ex expectations going into, into one of their movies. Um, would I recommend it? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a good film to, to watch with the kids, um, but I probably wouldn't watch it on my own. Um, but it has, it's going to have replay value. My kids have watched it once. They'll probably watch it countless more times. Um, and and I, won't, I won't be angry with them putting it on, that's for sure. Can I just interject? And I'm sorry to Sam to interrupt before you start. I don't watch this on my own. No, no. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to make but, that clear. Just like you know, I I would put something like Wally on, on my own. I would perhaps watch Incredibles movie if if I was on my own. Toy Story maybe not, but you know, you, you see where I'm going with this. There's, there's look, there's um, there's not not as much in this film for adults. As previous outings by by Disney Pixar, but you know it's still a recommend to me. We are we are, uh, you know, we can watch it with the kids. It'd be great. Hmm. Well, um, I'm gonna also come in with a uh, a recommendation on on this one. Um, I uh, I you know have always have fairly high expectations of what we're gonna get from uh, from Disney Pixar, um, and and I certainly felt they were they were met. I think is is a really beautiful film um uh, you know visually as i said the soundtrack has really stuck with me um i i appreciated the story on just the, the simple level uh, that it that it was um uh, the characters really stood out i i laughed uh, a lot um with my daughter um which is always nice like you like, like matt said you know if you if, you've just got to get down on that level kind of and and uh, and enjoy it with them and some of the the more childish bits um shall we say um but yeah it did um it did have that classic pixar get you in the feels kind of you know at the at the right moment um so yep i'm going to give it a thumbs up for me um give it a watch um it's it's a nice family one to to enjoy together cool three recommends that's good. Happy with that. I don't. We didn't get it from from Damo, did we? I'm not sure what he. Thinks. No, no. We'll have to. Maybe we'll have to pick it. Uh, pick it up with him. Um. Uh, off the. Uh, off the pod and see. Uh, see what his thoughts are. Yeah. We'll get him to drop a comment in the. Uh, when we upload this film, what, what he thinks. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So. Um, you can find us if you like what we do and you enjoy uh, listening to us ramble on about films and 
other film related nonsense you can listen to us on spotify on apple podcasts on help me out here guys anchor uh, anchor <laughs> wherever you find your podcast <laughs> um but you know give us a listen then we've got a, a big backlog of uh um episodes now we've covered everything from horror through to animation and children's films and everything in between so there's plenty for you to take and, and have a look at and pick and choose from um we are where can you find us online you can find us on facebook you can find us on uh instagram on twitter if you search parents on pictures podcast you're likely to find us on all of those platforms um and we do have a facebook group that you can join as well for um discussions also um so yeah feel free to, to get in touch let us know what you think of the movies that we're watching let us know if you've got a movie that you would like us to review and have a look at um i think i'm sure there was oh yeah army of the dead i think was a recommendation from a listener recently or a request so um do get in touch let us know what you think would be good for us to consider fab and just quickly before we go guys what are you watching at the minute on telly oh, what am i watching we we are um we are deep into a a scrubs rewatch in this household yeah. fabulous there's not much else on at the moment once the kids go to bed awesome sam um i uh, the one well i started watching we started watching uh, uh loki the tv series on um on disney plus um mm. which both me and my wife are quite enjoying we were dis- we were a bit disappointed with the previous marvel tv series the uh, falcon and the winter soldier just a bit it was a bit pedestrian a bit kind of run of the mill um in comparison to um uh one division which we loved and another thing that i am watching just myself is the star wars the bad batch um, animation which is kind of like a star wars clone wars um thing wasn't sure if i was going to like it and i'm fully sucked in it's really really good and again probably aimed more at kind of kids or older kids um but i don't care it's star wars and i'm enjoying it so yeah good work nice we're watching um brooklyn 99 uh we'd often seen it on television not been that impressed and then we thought we'd give it a go we're now series four um absolutely love it brilliant every night rather than watch anything worthwhile we'll just put a couple of episodes on before we go to bed really enjoying it anyway right that's it from us this week uh make sure you tune in next week um and like i said we've got a, a back catalogue of dozens of uh episodes now so give it a listen let us know what you think um that's bye-bye from me bye yeah bye-bye <laughs>